Trotter and I have in my hand an invitation. And it appears to me it's for you. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to open it for you. We'll see who it's from and what it's for. All right. appears to be from Jesus. And this is what he's inviting you to. Come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, even rest for your souls, from Matthew chapter 11. And it's not just Jesus that extends that invitation. It's, uh, it's bigger than that. The prophets repeatedly say things like, from Jeremiah 6, um, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Now, how enticing is that to you? I mean, in our crazy, busy world, who in their right mind would say to Jesus, I don't want that. I don't want to come away with you and find rest. Now, the answer to that question is more troubling uh, than we think because the prophet has more to say than what I read. Listen to that verse again from Jeremiah 6. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. See, the honest, troubling answer to that question, who in their right mind would say no to that, is we would. We say no to Jesus' offer of rest for our souls. I had a conversation recently with a lady um, about this matter of rest, and uh, her, her father was a pastor, and his stated axiom as regards rest was this, you can rest when you're dead. Indeed. Um, But tonight I want to suggest to you three reasons why we are not in our right minds concerning this whole idea of rest and the good life. Three things. First, we have a Fitbit problem. Secondly, we have a manna problem. And thirdly, we have a cistern problem. Let me see if I can make sense out of that for us. First, uh, we have a Fitbit problem. For most people, that means we're not getting in enough steps, right? And so what they do is they create what are known as Fitbit cheats. Uh, One of them goes like this. Strap the Fitbit to your dog, throw a tennis ball, repeat. Here's another one. Strap the Fitbit to your toddler, caffeinate the toddler, take the toddler to the grandparents and never repeat this again, right? But what if our deeper problem is not that we have too few steps, but we have too many? There's a survey done. It was of tens of thousands of Christians all around the world. It's called the Obstacles to Growth Survey, and they asked people uh, this question, the busyness, or uh, to respond to this statement rather, the busyness of my life gets in the way of developing my relationship with God. The busyness of my life gets in the way of developing my relationship with God. 
North American Christians, 62% of them answered often or almost always that is the case. Now, the scary thing is 75% of Christian leaders said that happens, not occasionally, not from time to time, but often or almost always. See, we, to put it plainly, we are simply too busy for God. We reject Jesus' invitation of rest because we have a Fitbit problem. And we have a Fitbit problem because we have manna and cistern problems. Let's look at the manna problem first. Um, you know the story. Israel is wandering about the desert, and God promises to provide for his people every day manna from heaven. All they have to do is go out and gather it. And that happens every day except for the seventh day when they're told not to go out and gather, but to trust and rest that what God has provided is enough for them. And so what do they do? Exodus 16, on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather manna, but they found none. See, we have the same manna problem, I think. Um, we question whether God will really provide for us if we rest. Essentially, we wonder, can we really trust God with unfinished work? So we think about taking a day off, and we find our minds wondering, but that proposal's due, and that paper is past due, and that laundry is way past due, right? Um, you know, if I can put it baldly, I cannot rest because I trust me to provide more than I trust God to provide. See, we have a Fitbit problem because we have a manna problem. And this Fitbit problem also flows from what the prophet Jeremiah calls a cistern problem. He says in chapter 2 that the Lord says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves broken cisterns that can't even hold water. C.S. Lewis might have called it a mud pie problem. His famous quote, he says, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. See, most of us these days, our mud pies and our broken cisterns are often tech-related. Um, at one point, we had satellite TV in our house. I think we had like 500 channels, and I would come home at night exhausted, and I would start at the beginning, and I would scroll through all the channels searching for something that would satisfy me, at least satisfy my curiosity, you know? And when I came up empty, which was a common experience, I would go back to the top and start to go through again in the vain hope that something had come on while I was wasting my life searching the 500 channels that would now satisfy and restore me. 
You know, studies show that on average, we touch, swipe, poke, use our phones 2,617 times a day. That's on average. Heavy users are almost twice that. Another study found that 11% of respondents, that's, that's greater than one out of 10, would rather leave home without their pants than without their smartphones. <laughs> Indeed, as Waylon Jennings crooned, we are looking for love in all the wrong places. See, we reject Jesus' invitation because we have a cistern problem. We have forgotten that God, that enjoying the company of God is our great satisfaction. And so, I hold in my hand an invitation for you. Turns out, it's from Jesus. And what I'd like to close with are two practices that help me RSVP to that invitation with a yes. The first is establish a gathering-free zone, right? A work-free zone, uh, a Sabbath, a weekly rhythm of a day of rest from work to enjoy God, His people, and His creation. Um, establish it as, a, as an act of trusting God with all of your unfinished work. Um, so embrace your inner monk is my second suggestion. Um, what I mean is experiment with times, extended times alone with God in prayer and his word just to enjoy his company um, and just to hear from him about the condition of your soul. This could be a day, it could be longer than a day, but I recommend that you start with something about the length of a football game, about three hours. That allows you to get your RPMs down and hear from God about the condition of your life before him and to delight in his company. So, I am holding in my hand an invitation for you. It's from Jesus, and it reads like this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, even rest for your souls. Thank you.